Brooke and I went to Perrin for dinner last night. The service was so terrible. So bad. I had a burger twice this week. I had it for dinner at Rockford on Monday and then dinner at Perrin last night. And both times they didn't put my order in. I have this strange Jesus. I have this strange luck, negative luck, bad luck at restaurants. Like when we used to go to breakfast. Oh yeah. It was every, like they'd screw up your <laughs> every time. Breakfast every time. Whatever. I don't it's fine. It <clears throat> just, I think that's just the world we live in. I went to Ken's and like I stood at the meat counter and there was two guys back there having a conversation and they just acted like I didn't exist. Didn't you you said that you went through about that. the paint place. Oh yeah. Yep. Every place. They just completely ignore you. Oh, the I, car- I, it was the carpet place. That's what it was. Yeah, that's, what, that's right. Completely ignore you. Strange way to run a business. Yeah, so strange. I mean, I don't. I can't even operate like that. Like as a human. I mean, that's probably just because I talk so much. But like, let alone if you're. I mean, your business. If you sell anything if, with a storefront, your business is customer service. Yeah, if you it sell, doesn't matter what you're selling. Right. Carpet or meat. Like yeah. it's customer service and you're interacting with people and that's how you make your money. Mind blowing. Did you destroy him on Yelp? No. No. Because no. you can't operate. Because I'm, <clears throat> no. I'm an adult. Right. I just bitch to friends about it. Now. Yeah. Not going <laughs> as long away. as you guys listen to me, I'm good. You'll be at Ken's on Thursday. <laughs> it's not Thursday. It's May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> Someone had to say it. God. <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> dorks. I actually, there was this R2D2 cooler a while back that I almost bought. It was 50 bucks and it was like two feet tall and I was going to turn it into a jockey box. But then somebody bought it for 50 bucks and then <laughs> relisted it for 500 on Facebook Marketplace. Wow. Wow. It's since dropped $25 a week. Now it's 275 <laughs> It'll end up being 50 bucks and then I'll buy it. <laughs> but then I found another one today that I was going to buy for. Uh, for a May the 4th post, but then I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. I'm at the pinnacle of my Star Wars dorkiness at this point in my life, I will say. Yeah? Yeah, I've watched like all the animation and shit. <laughs> is, is that the Mandalorian, that the animated one? No. Uh, there's a couple different ones, but the Mandalorian is not animated. It's actual people. Oh, that's the one that John Favreau produced, right? Is it yep. as good as Grown Ups? Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of Grown Ups in it. Is there? Yeah. It's <laughs> always John a little Favreau. bit of childish humor with John Favreau, I feel like. Admittedly, I've never watched... The only Star Wars movie I've watched in its entirety is the Jar Jar Binks one. Mm. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the worst one. On, well, the third one out of... I don't know. I don't know. Well, I grew well, up in it. Jar Jar's probably out. the worst one. Which one? So Jar Jar's probably the most annoying, but... That's got like the pod racing and Anakin yeah. as a kid. Yeah. And so there's pluses and minuses to it. So. Yeah, that was like when CGI really started taking off like the uh, yeah. Avatar yeah. days. George Lucas went yeah. nuts because he couldn't do that in the first three and made everything CGI in the second three, which yep. was weird. Yep. <laughs> Scratching my nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I was born in 81, so why would I be interested in Star Wars? Good question. All right. So where are we on the trailer? Do you want to start off talking about the solar panel that you installed? Sure. 
No intro music this time? No, I think we'll just we'll do the intro. Gotcha. Music. At the end. <laughs> outro music. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so I installed a 100-watt solar panel on the roof. It's basically just to trickle charge the batteries. We had some 6-volt batteries laying around, so putting them in series creates one giant 12-volt battery. The golf cart batteries have a long amp-hour life to them, have a high amp-hour, so you can run low wattage leds for a very long time with them so we're only putting i think we're putting 20 20 ish led lights in there sounds about right sounds like we added some to the windows probably we will be yeah Yeah. we have some ceiling lights that are recessed and then we'll have some in the baseboards we're trying to give it a nice ambiance and be able to adjust you know the level of lighting depending on the scenario like if we're using it you know we want it to be downlit a little bit and then when we're cleaning up we want it to be full brightness and then we want the same thing on the outside underneath the windows so what will be an awning when the windows open we want some lighting for the yeah i think a lot of trailers miss that that they don't do that well is when the awning opens that there's no lighting down on anything yeah for I sure can imagine that would be difficult especially you know if you're checking ids or whatever just yeah. seeing faces so you can i mean because listening to the mobile bev pros uh podcast i've been doing that a lot lately and they talk about over serving and cutting people off and like cutting people off is a really common thing to do and i feel like it's important and if it's not lit up you can't really see how lit up the person is you know yeah I mean? <laughs> yeah like it's, it's pretty fitting from what i've heard it's 99 percent of the time it's the best man or the bride's father mm. and that uh, that makes sense we've all been to weddings <laughs> oh, man. i've been the best man at three weddings so <laughs> who wants to cut the bride's father off at a wedding yeah but i don't want to have that conversation no no but if it's if you're res- the responsible person like for the service of alcohol i mean that's what you got to do i think you're going to be i think that'll be more impactful in a positive way for future events if people see that you know i mean sure you're going to get those people that want to have you know a nascar party and get shit faced no offense to nascar but you know what i mean like just yeah. a, a boozing it up kind of thing but a lot of times when you're having an outdoor wedding you're putting a shit ton of money into it and the last thing you want is to have it ruined by cousin dave puking on the table you know what i mean right or causing well, a scene or whatever yeah so <laughs> all that to say yes we're putting lights under the awnings yeah so there, i think there were 24 four-ish somewhere around there and i think that with the two six volt batteries in series that it would roughly produce you could run the lights for like i think we calculated like 20 or 30 hours somewhere 20 to 25 hours somewhere around there so it's the battery is the battery bank is plenty and we're not plugging any appliances in you know our jockey boxes run without electricity the rest of the beverages are probably going to be chilled with ice if you needed to so there's no refrigerators there's no blenders there's nothing 120 at the moment that we need in that trailer but you could you could change that yes you could upgrade to that yes we could upgrade that but at the moment we're building it so we don't really need to plug anything in so running dc off of batteries is very mobile friendly the solar panel will trickle charge the battery during the day when we're not using it. It's not for running power, obviously, at night because most of these events are going to happen in the evening when there's not a ton of sun. So the panel isn't 
there to produce power. It's there just to kind of trickle charge the battery throughout the day. Makes sense. Yeah, so you wouldn't, if you did an all-day event Friday, even if it was in the sun, let's say you're pouring for 12 hours, you wouldn't want to not charge that battery overnight right? Friday night. For sure. It's just kind of a, like you said, a trickle charge. Yep, and so basically all of the... 12 volt wiring coming off of our LEDs just go to the front of the trailer attached to a small bus bar that's attached to the batteries so the batteries are basically feeding the bus bar and we can attach all of our 12 volt wiring to it and so it's pretty it's not not very complicated so can tell who the brains of this operation is (laughs) well the wiring part (laughs) So then we also, you're taking the rims off and painting them. We kind of bounced back and forth what color we wanted and opted to go with the same color as the trailer, so they're subtle. Yeah. We thought that walking up to the trailer, while the white rims would look really nice, it would pull from the dark gray of the trailer, and it would kind of they would just stand out too much. While it would look cool going down the road, when you're walking up to the trailer, you don't want the tires to stand out. So yeah. we, we, we opted to go with the... Same color as the trailer, so they kind of blend in a little bit, I think. It seems like the white would draw your eyes to it and take away from the the spalted maple, which yeah. on the outside looks amazing. I mean, it yeah. does on the inside too, but I think a big part of it, the look of that trailer is the spalted maple. Yeah, and I think that gray, because there's a little bit of some gray streaks in that spalted maple, it, it pairs really nice with the, with the trailer, the color of the trailer. Yeah, it turned out great. We, uh, we ended up building panels that we'll be able to you know remove to repair or replace and it also makes for act you know if we need to access the inside of the wall or whatever but we we also opted to put the wiring for the lights we've built that into the floorboard so we won't actually have to remove anything to work on that and aside from the baseboard itself um so we are going to make the walls on the inside semi-permanent but still easy enough to remove if we had to replace or fix anything. But yes, that spalted maple with triple coat polyurethane <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah. It just so happens to match some of the pinstriping existing on the trailer, which is yeah. perfect. Yep. And then I did paint some of the some of the spots that you ground last week, two right. weeks ago. Right. You had um from cutting out the window. So we had went we just went to um, a local paint place and got some oil-based paint. Um, we thinned it a little bit with placker thinner and so we could spray it, but it's pretty, it went on pretty easy. We had yeah. a little bit of a discussion with I mean, Sherwin William. Yeah. With, with the company that we bought the paint from <laughs> about, about what to use. You so. had to explain to them yeah. which type of paint we needed. Yeah. More like they, unsure we, unsure <laughs> Williams. Unsure Williams. Williams, yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, they wanted us to use latex, and that's that's not a not a good idea. Yeah, so when I brought the piece of the trailer in for the paint match, like I literally cut part of that frame off, and it was steel, and it was the same finish. I, you know, I explained this is a horse trailer. We're turning into a bar, and it's going to be outside. We need paint to match the finish and withstand the elements. So... I mean, there were 17-year-olds working there, so... Yeah. What were we saying about service? Service. (laughs) (laughs) But we are 15 days away from our deadline, and 
my confidence level is just about where it was before. <laughs> We're going to Brian and I are leaving for Nashville tomorrow, and we'll be back Thursday of next week. So, like any deadline, anything with a hard deadline, when you're manufacturing something, like it's a process, and it's a it gets weird sometimes because yeah. stuff happens, like to all of us, and yeah. things stand in the way, and so. Yep. This is part of it, and I think in this environment for me, I'm learning how to stay ahead of what I need to do, try to stay ahead of what I need to do. And I think that'll happen for all of us as we get through this first trailer. Yeah, and we'll be fully focused on the trailer for the you know, the end of next week into the following week. So CB, you know, we're preparing for the Craft Brewers Conference, which is happening in Nashville, and that's the biggest conference of the year for us, so it's kind of a big focal point at the moment so and with anything with a deadline stuff like that just happens yeah it's like it's part of it we'll get it done mm-hmm. some maybe some longer nights some longer days but that's just part of it yep and after all the back and forth we've had from the get-go we have decided that we are just going to use jockey boxes officially for now <laughs> but it just makes the most sense because we're pouring eight kegged beverages so we, why complicate it at this point, you know? Yeah. And that leaves us that, that space out front to do whatever we want with when we're not using jockey boxes. I think one thing that's cool about the lighting is whoever's taking pictures of that thing when it's dark out and those lights are on, it's going to look awesome. Yeah, agreed. With the windows open and just, just the way it's kind of going to be staged, it's it's going to look really good. I mean, obviously, but with those lights on the windows, I, it just never crossed my mind to put lights on those. Yep. And I saw you added to the calendar that Kayla's coming in at some point to discuss it. Yeah, f- next Friday or the yeah the day after you guys get back, I think. So Thursday. Oh, next Friday. Yeah. Because okay, that's perfect. Was it the twelfth? I think it was the twelfth. Does that make sense? That sounds no. Yeah, yes. that's a hundred percent right. Yeah, I thought she could come in for lunch. So she's vegan, so she she can have carrots or something. <laughs> Speaking of lunch, Brian's making lunch today. What's on the menu for the day? Well, we have some uh, spicy Korean meatballs with mm-hmm. some uh, vegetable stir fry and a homemade ponzu sauce, mm-hmm. which is pretty easy. Uh, it's just soy don't sauce. Don't give up your recipes. Okay, sorry. I was gonna say I don't know what's Ponzu sauces. It's super simple. You can get it really complicated. You can make it really complicated, but I did not go that route. <laughs> we'll save that for Jack. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, how come Jack didn't bring a cake in today? <sighs> he said something about dessert. He oh. might still have something up his sleeve. I'm sure he's got some strawberry wontons in the fridge or right. I hope it's another cheesecake. It's intimidating cooking for you guys, man. Like, you guys seem to all know what you're, you're freaking doing. and <laughs> I only cook for two people, so ever. At most. It'd be interesting. It's been fun. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it definitely made me get out of my comfort zone. That's for sure. Cook something different. I couldn't cook something boring. Like Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't bring that shit in. Right. I mean, it's... Swatted out it's like not, a tumbo. So the, we, we decided on two smaller tables for the inside that we could kind of move around. We got a butcher block that we're going to rip. 
to kind of create two 12 inch ish wide tables, I think on the inside of there, I think, oh, that nice. will, I think then we'll build a stand for both of them. Maybe build a sink into one of them. Cause I've seen a lot of chatter on about sinks online and some people need three basin sinks. If they're, if they need to wash anything legally, they have to have three basin sinks. Then they also have to have a hand washing sink. So they have to have four sinks in their little trailer to meet code on some of them. So we're only putting one sink in there for hand washing. And what we want to do is again, keeping it portable and mobile without electricity, we want to use a keg. So we want to fill a keg with, you know, fresh water, pressurize it with CO2 and then the faucet will just, you know, it'll come out kind of like what I did at the fishing. I don't know if you were, I don't know if you were there that year. I, I created a sink in our kitchen, our camp kitchen. I just basically just used CO2 no, I was there. Push, I was... The, push the water through the, yeah, I'm pretty the faucet sure with CO2 and basically gives us access, access to fresh five gallons of fresh water that run into a, you know, maybe a six or seven gallon bucket. So we, you know, it's not going to overflow. I have no idea if five gallons is going to be enough for a, you know, four or five hour event. But if you just need to wash your hands every once in a while, it should be plenty. Yeah. I think it'll be way more than enough. Washing your hands is a pretty good idea. Yeah. This day and age. <laughs> well, even yeah. just the way beer gets sticky. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And from the research I've done, the, Pretty much the smallest sinks you can buy are 15 by 15. So we might have to adjust our tables a little bit width-wise. That sink we had isn't going to, that's not going to go in there. There was, I thought I, I thought we had a sink from the other trailer. We do, but when I went into the trailer, the sink isn't in there. So I think you didn't, we pulled out. Somebody get that man a tissue. <laughs> Seriously. Or at least, at least me, away from the microphone. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so the the fishing trip Chris is referring to is uh, one that we've been doing for upwards of 20 years now where we go to the mouth of the two-hearted. And probably for the last 10 years, we've brought a jockey box and a handful of kegs and it's been a good time. So we, like I mentioned, we're going to Nashville this week, and we have a we have an event at Jackalope Brewing who is kind of near and dear to our hearts from the first time we went to Nashville because they were just, it might have been their first year open, and they had this little tap room, and they had uh, purchased some art you know, from a thrift shop or whatever and then uh, did their own embroidery on it. Like there was this one like farmscape, and it said, do epic shit. On the oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So... Anyway, yeah, do we're doing remember, a party. How do you remember that stuff? Because that's the kind of stuff I remember. I can't remember how much we've we... been in. So many breweries that that those little details that just they all kind of run together with me now. Oh, I I remember too much in that vein of thing, like pointless shit. Like I can't remember important stuff, but that kind of stuff I remember. So anyway, we have that event at Jackalope on Saturday, and uh, we're trading like. We're giving them a jockey box to use all week, and they're giving us a six dole of either a Pilsner or IPA to bring up to the Two Hearted. So oh, that'll be awesome. Fun. Sweet. Yeah. I know what I'm having for breakfast. <laughs> 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 we we go through some beer when we're up there. I mean, yeah. it's right on the mouth of the river that dumps into Lake Superior, the Two Hearted River, which is where the uh, the beer was named after. So it's a great time. Yeah. The fishing is terrible. I wouldn't ever go there. If yeah, I don't fish there. To catch fish. No. Or, 
or camp there. It's always cold. Campaign. The bugs are bad. It's a million people. Millions of people. Probably, yeah. probably 10 million people. I, I think they're all there right now. There's never any open campsites. Nope. There hasn't been for years now. The best place really is the Blind Sucker Flats, campground number two. That's where I that would was, go. That was by far <laughs> the greatest <laughs> camping trip ever. It's amazing how warm you stay when you're surrounded by forest fire. <laughs> That is another podcast. Yeah. So it'll a be a pretty fun. funny one, but yeah. And that's coming up. We've, we've got a busy May into June. We've got our golf outing for the uh, pack on May 19th. And then May 20th is Kayla's wedding with the trailer. And then we have that fishing trip. And then we've got the cold break fishing trip on oh. June 2nd, I believe, where we'll all go out onto Lake Michigan fishing for steelhead and hopefully coho. But naturally, we'll get some lakers. Naturally, and, uh, thirty pound Lakers probably, and then we've got another golf outing and all kinds of stuff. It's very important things to do in the summertime. We got to get it in. Yeah, summer's gonna be winter. over in like eight days. Yep. I feel like it was winter earlier this week, actually. Yeah. Was it the snow? <laughs> <laughs> the frigid temperatures, possibly. Combination of all of that. Yeah, I had I turned the heat on. I, I can't remember. It was last week. It was 80. So I had the air on, and then the next morning I turned the heat on, and then I turned the air back on, and then the heat's been on ever since then. I don't yep. Know. My mind's going all the way to the left on the way home and then all the way to the right on the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm talking about in my house. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> I'm on my truck heater. Like yeah. My seat heater's like, what the fuck? When I, <laughs> when I used to have cooled seats. My body's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, this time of year was always funny because it's like heated seats in the morning, cooled seats in the yep. <laughs> afternoon. How are those heated seats treating you now? They're fine. Oh, I still have heated cooling seats. seats. I don't have that first world problems. Yeah, they were. I the silver. I liked them on the Silverado. They were hot. Yeah, they work really well. Yeah, when you're my age and you have lower back pain <laughs> constantly, <laughs> it's very important. I also have. Bad circulation, so I use the heated steering wheel when it's like 65. Hey, <laughs> 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 I, I will admit that I'm a princess. Pretty much doesn't matter. Coffee, beers, like don't come at me with anything Food. less than fair trade Colombian. Well, what's next on the trailer? So we're, we've are we got CBC coming up in a couple of days. So, you know, we pretty much have today and tomorrow. Wait, today's... No, we don't have tomorrow. Today. We have pretty today. much today, and then um, we'll get back into it probably next week or the week after, early in the week after. Mm-hmm. So I have to rip a couple of boards down for the ceiling still. Um, that's going to be part of the, the ceiling. is kind of a decorative paneled ceiling almost to kind of match the the walls and the trim and the rest of the trailer. Um, but once that's done and maybe making a couple of pieces of trim for the lights in the window it's going to get to us we're going to have to assemble like it's going to get to assembly okay so we're going to pretty much i think minus you know a couple of small items when we get back it's going to start it's going to be let's get this thing together let's start putting this thing together let's start wiring the lights let's start doing this and that and getting it assembled and there's jockey box stuff i think you guys know more about what's going on with the jockey box stuff at this point. Um, I don't Let's, know if they have to be built still. No, they're, we're actually setting up two four-tap jockey boxes in the ABS slash arrived booth at CBC. So 
we're going to bring those back with us, and that's just what we're going to use in that trailer. And then we talked this morning, we were talking about drains. I think we're going to put two drains that go into that kind of filter down into a bucket. Yeah, so I'm going to put like a uh, drain on each side built into the the top panel so we'll be able to drain, you know, clean that off and then drain that into a bucket. And then the drip tray for the jockey boxes will actually slide into that drain. So, so it serves two purposes. It'll be a bypass for the, the silicone tubing on the jockey box drain, and then it'll also be a drain in and of itself. So if we're ever not using it, or just from a cleaning standpoint, we can spray it down and then push it all into a bucket. So I thought about that after we had a conversation. Okay. So this is the first year hearing about it. So yeah, tomorrow we we're gonna be on the Mobile Bev Pros podcast talking about jockey boxes and yep. the benefits of using jockey and jumper boxes and horse trailers and mobile bars, and that's gonna be fun. That's a and then from there, and ironically, Sarah's in Nashville, and Brian and I will be bolting out of here to go to Nashville after our podcast with Sarah in Nashville. So. Oh yeah, probably just could have done it down there. <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> That would have made sense. Yeah, but here we are. But she's, uh, we also gave her a couple tickets, so she'll uh, she'll be at CBC Yeah, one of the days. Cool. Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, I think her and her husband are going to go. Yeah, it's a really, her podcast is really, really good. I, if you're considering starting a mobile bar company, I recommend listening to that. Yeah. There's so many good pointers and, you know, different people with different experiences. I mean, when you boil it down, it's it's a pretty simple process, but there's, like anything, there's a lot behind the scenes that you have to do to protect yourself and protect, you know, your customers. And it's not something you just go start because you can get into a lot of trouble legally. And yeah, dot, dot yeah. your I's and cross your T's and listen to that podcast. There's a lot of legal questions I see online. For sure. And that get answered on Facebook. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. consult a lawyer. Yes. Yeah. Put a lawyer on retainer. It's like a thousand dollars a year, which seems like a lot, but when you have so many questions, it's nothing. Yeah. And there's, you know, the, I know two lawyers locally that are just alcohol specific, and I'm sure that's common no matter where you go. I'm sure it's more and more common with the ten thousand breweries that we have in the country that that's true. are all mostly started by home brewers or you know people that are not necessarily business minded people. So. Yeah, Jeremy carved out a nice little niche for himself there at the beginning when he was just, oh, I'm just an alcohol lawyer. You know, he focused on that. And Are the yeah. laws pretty specialized for a horse trailer, like mobile bars that way? I mean, is there? Yeah, there's. Yeah, because it comes down to like serving alcohol, right? That's, yeah. It's not really the trailer part of it. or it was, I think they deal with health code stuff and then alcohol part of it. And then who's buying the alcohol, who's selling the alcohol. Who's liable. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, really, if I was throwing a party, I would have insurance you, besides the the bar having insurance. Yeah. I, yeah. The trouble seems like it could be so bad. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you want to be protected for sure. Anyway, for that kind of information, listen to the Mobile Bad <laughs> right. Podcast. Back. So, yeah, by our next podcast, we should have the bulk of the trailer assembled and the floor in. and. Oh, the floor. We got to, Yep. Yeah, you we just went with a tongue and groove, uh, snapping style laminate flooring. We're gonna put a vapor barrier underneath it, mm-hmm. and 
it's a floating floor, so you you just have to leave room for expansion and contraction. And the nice thing about those floors, a they're they look fantastic and they're inexpensive, and b they're easy to replace if you ever want to change it or update it or whatever. I mean, two boxes of flooring. I don't know. I think I've got ninety dollars into it, and it's yeah. going to look fantastic. That's I didn't realize it was that inexpensive. It's, it's awesome. come down a long way, a lot since it, I don't know. It came out in the nineties, I want to say, and it was eight eight bucks a square foot then, and now it's the really good stuff is sub three dollars. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's going to look awesome in there. That color, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be nice. We we'll take some pictures. We've got we're documenting all this along the way. I know we don't we're not really showing anything at the moment. This is a video and audio podcast, and we're not really showing anything over the trailer. But we'll have I think we'll kind of create like a comprehensive maybe walk through at the end of what we did and the pictures and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think a recap would be good. Yeah, that would be. The best way to describe what we did, I think. We could talk about this and have these, but showing pictures of, yeah, like, the process. Like, you guys have done a great job of documenting that stuff. So, yeah, imagine there'll be a pretty cool before and after stuff we could do on it. Yeah, it should come out pretty good. Cool. I think that's it. All right. Let's, uh, we only got a couple days left, so. Back to work. Back to work. I'm on it. All right. <laughs>